BCPH Pod, a podcast brought to you by the Boston University School of Public Health and Public Health Post, which informs and inflects the broader conversation on health and social justice. I'm Rubina Virico. We are delighted to introduce our new fellows. Barbara Spinoza. Hannah Tremont. Connor McCombs. Abby Alderson. Bethany Hollenborg. I'm one of the old fellows, and it's out with the old, in with the new. Passing on the torch here, I'd love to get to know you guys and why you're excited to write for Public Health Post. Let's start off with how did you decide to get into public health? I'm Barbara. So in undergrad, I majored in economics and anthropology, and I quickly realized that the parts that I cared about each of them was the parts that were related to health and population health. So I was one step away from public health, and I needed a little push to get me here. So I did my senior thesis in undergrad on food insecurity among college students, and I really liked the research part of it. I really cared about my research being applicable to some real-life situation that would help people. So I was doing public health without knowing I was doing public health. Mm. (laughs) I'm Hannah. So I was definitely one of those people that jumped on the COVID bandwagon of public health. I was like, who is this Fauci character? I don't know. Um, But it was mostly I was diagnosed with cancer in February of 2020. So that was like kind of a catalyst because I did six months of chemo from March to August of 2020. So it was like I had to experience that through COVID. But I'm okay. I'm okay. So that's important to say. But it just really showed me what healthcare is like for people on that side with chronic disease and how much it costs. And it was enraging. So so I always thought that I'd be a therapist. So I was thinking about that. And I took my automotive job at Volkswagen and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe I'll go to grad school. And I loved public health because it's so broad. I'm also like the most indecisive person in the world. So I thought I was able to really pivot all my different likes and interests into one thing. And BU's been great for that too, because it's such a big program. And that's why I'm here. And here we go. I'm Connor. I was several steps from public health before I decided to apply for an MPH. I actually worked in mortgage for two years. Um, which is quite a bit different. And then I had a really bad week at work and I was like, "Mm, I'm gonna leave now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I studied English in undergrad, but I've always kind of had a health focus on that. I wrote a lot of health narrative journalism pieces throughout undergrad. I focused in on HIV in Sub-Saharan Africa and I got really invested in that because I was studying in San Francisco, which has its own storied past with HIV. Uh, and prior to that, I, I mean, I grew up with a chronic disease, so I've always been pretty passionate about drug pricing just because I've seen so many of my friends who also have diabetes priced out of insulin and struggle to decide whether or not they should test their blood sugar because they only have so many insulin strips left, stuff like that. So it's, it's always been something that's been on the back burner for me. And then just one bad week at work and I was like, I guess I'm pulling the trigger and going back to grad school. I'm Abby. Um... Well, I think maybe because I'm a middle child, I've always been kind of obsessed with like fairness and justice. Um, So 
I, I was really interested in environmental justice in college. Um, it kind of manifested that way. And then I was learning more and more about health outcomes and disparities uh, related to that. Uh, so I started taking more anthropology classes, similar to, to Barbara and I think Bethany too. Um, and I was just really fascinated by how social constructs, um, race, class, gender, sexual orientation, all these different things that um, we've built as a society um, become embodied in um, with health outcomes. Um, and I just thought that was such powerful, concrete evidence of how problematic these constructions are and um, the way we relate to them and the power structures involved with them. I, I think similar to Barbara, I was kind of doing public health without realizing it. And then I ended up working in research at a hospital and I just loved it. I loved being in that space. Um, I loved being a part of people's health journeys and, and helping them navigate that system. So I, I just didn't, I, I felt like I was really enjoying the work, but I I'd kind of hit a wall in terms of where I could go next with it. So I just figured I'd, I'd get a master's and see what happened after that. Y'all's stories are so great. I love them all. I'm Bethany. Um, why I got into public health. So I guess in undergrad, I started in biology, thinking I'd be pre-med like so many public health people and anthropology as well. And from there, thought I would do something medical or medical adjacent. And so I started working in osteology and I preferred bones to the entire body, which is obviously not public health either. But I realized that the thing that was so exciting to me about osteology was the fact that you could still see disease on bones. And then I got into infectious disease and I love infectious diseases. The agents, um, not their their impact on people, but they're cool. And if you have a favorite infectious, this got long, but like mine's cholera. Um, <laughs> it's all like, <laughs> this do you have like the little do you have like the little beanie, like the little stuffed animal ones? I have Zika, smallpox, and cholera. Oh, but anyway, so I'm from an area that has a lot of disasters and we have lots of hurricanes. I'm from Louisiana. Um, and so when doing osteological research, I was just thinking about all of the people that I was dealing with that had died from all kinds of things um, and they don't have the healthcare system that we have and needed it. And there's people today who are still dying from things that people that I was like handling that are thousands of years old are dying from. And it's truly just because of broken systems and lack of access and just such a inequitable system. And so I got into public health and we're going to fix it. And it's this passion and rage that keeps me going through this program. Passion and rage. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So why are you guys interested in public health communication? I didn't know that I was interested in public health communication until COVID. Um, I was getting really, really frustrated at news sources in Ecuador with them posting and like publishing articles with really catchy titles, but no information whatsoever or even misinformation. And oh my gosh, I got so frustrated with that. I was working in, in businesses at that point and I was trying to educate the people around me, but I also didn't know a lot. Um, so I came to a school here and then I saw the fellowship and I had heard about this fellowship before and I heard about PHP before. 
And I thought, why not apply and try to make information more accessible? That's something that I really believe in. And I've done it in the past and I love doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I studied English literature in undergrad, like I said, and that really involved a lot of writing and a lot of communication. I spent um, a good deal of my elective credits on journalism and on creative writing as well. And surprisingly on a few public speaking courses, which was very helpful in understanding the power of communication. Um, I'll never forget, I read an essay by Amy Tan, I believe her name was, about being a foreign language speaker in America and the daughter of someone who doesn't speak very well in English and trying to navigate communication channels without having a full grasp of language and how difficult that could be. And it really, I don't know why, it struck such a chord with me, even though I'm white, I speak English very well. It just really stuck with me that communication and language is such a huge part of how we move through the world, of how we understand each other, of how we gain access to each other and to information. And when I started pursuing public health, I really wanted to bring that into it and improve health literacy. Just working to bring people up to speed on their own health so that they can make the most accurate decisions, the most beneficial decisions to themselves based off of where they are, not necessarily off of what the most advanced or most scientific options are, just having the communication and health literacy really helps with bridging gaps that are all too prevalent in our system right now. So as new fellows, what do you want to learn in this public health post writing experience? So one of the big things that attract me to PHP was the ability to take some of the most cutting edge research, which is all typically behind a paywall, the big thing, and then just make it more accessible to people. So what I'm most excited to really learn and hone is to be able to translate those things into accessible language for everyone to hear as the lovely Barbara and Connor talked about health literacy, uh, just to make that really accessible for people. So that's my biggest thing. I can't wait for the writer that I'm gonna become, that we're all gonna become <laughs> through this. So, yeah. Well, Connor was talking about being an English major and I felt like I had a, a very different experience. I wish I had taken more English classes or more writing classes in college. And then being kind of in the public health field for um, several years after college, I really missed writing and I really missed um, how sort of having to synthesize your ideas and communicate them clearly really helps you figure out what you think and what your ideas are. Um, so that was something I was really looking forward to in grad school and really hoping to um, get that skill and hone that skill, especially in the field of public health. And then I actually heard about the about Public Health Post before coming to BU when I was deciding on where to go. I'm not sure if it was part of my decision, but I had I made myself, I promised myself that I would apply if I decided to go to BU. The last thing we ask on PHPod to our guests is what's your short sentence? So how can you explain something you're passionate about in a way that's easy for the general public to comprehend and understand? So new PHP fellows, when it comes to public health communication, what's your short sentence? 
I care about public health communication because so much of the research being done doesn't actually reach the people that it needs to. Public health communication is important because it works to give people vital information to improve their individual and community health. Public health communication is the tool that lets us bridge gaps and improve our understanding of each other. Public health is for everyone, and public health communication is that bit of how it actually gets to everyone. Health communication is making science accessible where it matters most. That's good. good. So a round of applause for everyone. PH Pod features conversations with public health influencers. We cover topics that may be familiar and sometimes uncomfortable. This podcast series is brought to you by the Boston University School of Public Health and Public Health Post, which informs and inflects the broader conversation on health and social justice. Every day we feature new articles about the state of the health of the population. Join the conversation by following us on social media and by subscribing to the PHP Friday Roundup to receive our stories of the week delivered directly to your inbox by visiting publichealthpost.org.